Well, hello, friends. This is Matt again, and this is Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing and making meaning and discovering wisdom through telling better stories. And this is episode 13 of the Something From Everything podcast. Lucky 13. (laughs) And so happy June to you. It is a gorgeous day on this particular day, and... Today, I have a list and a living room full of camping supplies because it is that season. We've got some backpack camping this weekend, uh, and we've got some pop-up trailer camping next weekend. Uh, And like a lot of people, we have been feeling just a wee bit stir-crazy over this past month, and we might have overdone it. We have so much camping booked, and we are excited to spend the weekends sleeping badly on hardboards and hiding from inclement weather under simple canopies. (laughs) But we do love it. And this one is a story from a few years ago um, from when we were camping. But even though it's a little older, it's still right here with me. There's a lot of tension in this story, and uh, I'm proud of it. I really like it. It's about seeing that which is hidden in plain sight and seeing things as they truly are. This one is titled Beautiful and Terrible and Fragile. And thanks for listening. The hike up to Gold Creek Falls is well-worn, appropriately marked, family-friendly, and safe. In fact, the word hike hardly seems appropriate at all. The path to the falls is only a little over two kilometers, and on any given weekend in the summer, you will find it crowded with tourists and locals alike. The route can be easily traversed in inclement weather, with minimal preparation, and with any manner of footwear. Both Crocs and Thong sandals have made this trek. (laughs) The falls reside within Golden Ears Provincial Park, just outside of Maple Ridge, British Columbia. They sit in the shadow of the Alouette and Golden Ears Twin Mountain Ranges, and the park is home to old-growth hemlock forests and ancient western red cedars and Douglas firs. Within the park is a large campground where the tops of the trees create a patchy canopy of sorts, and young kids, like my own, can be seen running with abandon, hiding amongst the gnarled and ancient roots, and building makeshift forts and lean-tos with the soft moss and fallen branches that litter the forest floor. We have camped a number of times in Golden Ears Park, and each time we do, we traverse the well-worn path to the falls. On our most recent visit, our family diverged from the crowded path at just a little past the midway point, and instead decided to follow the river to the base of the falls. We splashed in shallow water, running over smooth river stones, and leapt across large boulders scattered near the base of the falls. We baked in the scorching July sun, and then plunged ourselves into the icy pools of runoff some 30 feet away from the falls. We would return to the rocks to dry, clinging to them like starfish, to gather their warmth and absorb their heat, our lips purple, skin pale, and teeth chattering. And then, we ventured closer to the mouth of the falls themselves. The immediate basin of the falls was above us and partially obstructed from where we were swimming and suntanning. I led the way, with my children behind me, scrambling up nearby boulders and edging my way around the largest rock surface until the basin was in front of me. 
And it is only when you turn that final corner that you realize how powerful the falls really are. The same large rocks that had partially obstructed our view had also obscured the sound of it. A deafening tumult of sound, the force of the water pummeling down endlessly into the basin. The temperature drops immediately, the mist and spray from the falls suddenly everywhere, making each surface around it slick. The torrent creates its own private windstorm, the wind surrounding and encircling you. And I became terrified. It was suddenly unnerving how near the edge I was, and how my eldest child was only a few feet behind me, ready to turn the corner herself. We were entirely too close to something so great and terrible. I yelled for her and her brother to turn around, but my voice was nearly inaudible in that storm. I pointed back the way we came and held their hands as we edged back away from the falls and returned to our onlooking family at the edge of the river. As we returned to the security of the onlooking path, somebody screamed, continued screaming. A small white dog had been playing with her owner at the top of the falls when it ventured too far and got carried away by the current and pulled over the edge and down the falls. The owner of the dog continued to scream as she hastily scrambled down the ledge. I returned to the basin that I had just left and found her staring wildly and screaming at the roiling surface. I grabbed the nearest stick I could find nearby, at least five feet in length, and began prodding the water. I don't know what I expected to find, but as I plunged the stick in as deep as it could go, I met no resistance. I pushed the stick around the edge of the basin, and it was wider than I anticipated. There was a shelf of unseen rock underneath and all around the edge of that pool. The constant tumult had ebbed and eroded the smooth rock deeper than I could plumb and wider than I could see from the surface. We stayed at the edge of that basin for a long while, and eventually the screaming subsided, but we never found that dog. I don't know if they ever did. A quick online search reveals multiple stories of those who underestimated their proximity to danger. As I write this, four people in as many years have died at that place. I discover a story of a woman who fell over the falls trying to rescue a friend who had also been swept up by the current. I read a story of a 24-year-old male who is presumed dead after falling over the falls, search and rescue teams being unable to ever locate his body. The falls are beautiful but they are not safe. I have a picture of my kids and I near the edge of the basin that day. The photo was captured by my wife from a distance before any of this occurred, before we approached the basin. It is a stunning picture, but to this day, it makes me shudder. The scene appears so still and serene and completely devoid of the awesome terror of standing at the edge of such brutal force. That day and the picture of it reminds me how beautiful and terrible and fragile everything was without my awareness, all at once together and inseparable. It's worth noting that you don't need to go down to the mouth of the falls to appreciate them, of course, and most do not. You can see the entirety of the falls from atop the high lookout at the end of the well-worn path. You can hear the muted sound of it, the low roar that blends seamlessly with the chatter of onlookers. 
Depending on the wind, you might even feel some of the light spray. The lookout is a fine place to take in the beauty of the falls, but it might be easy to forget how powerful they are, or how fragile you are from such a distance. And indeed, that forgetting might be the greatest danger of all. Perhaps sometimes we need to be uncomfortably close to see things as they really are, to shock us, to wake us up, to remind us that some things look safe and predictable only from a distance, and that things that appear simple at first glance are intricate and complex up close. Perhaps when we draw near, quite a few things will reveal themselves as beautiful and terrible and fragile, and worth a closer, trembling look. Well, friends, there it is. Episode 13 of the Something From Everything podcast. Beautiful and terrible and fragile. The music at the intro was Constructivism by A.A. Alto, and at the end there was Moonrise by Chad Crouch. Both are licensed under Creative Commons, non-commercial attribution license, and you can find both A.A. Alto and Chad Crouch's music at freemusicarchive.org. If you like reading more than listening, I am impressed and a little confused why you're listening to this podcast, but you can find the full written post with hyperlinks as well as these audio recordings at www.somethingfromeverything.com. And while there, why not subscribe? I hardly ever email anything out. In fact, I need to work on something. Uh, But I will not fill up your email with spam, and I can let you know when there is something exciting or noteworthy coming up. You can interact with this post and me, of course, by following Something From Everything podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with someone you think might enjoy it as well. And if you happen to be listening on an Apple device, would you take a moment and leave a review for this podcast? It really helps the podcast stand out, and I love reading them. As always, I appreciate all the feedback, all the shares, all the support that I receive from you. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. I hope you are able to safely, but unnervingly, draw close to something that is beautiful and terrible, and that you might feel small fragile and alive all at once. May you take a closer look at the seemingly simple and easily overlooked as we all make something from everything. Thanks friends. Talk again soon.